Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress. Hello, it is Topical Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. Steve Cypress here, and I got to start off by a little housekeeping at the end of yesterday's Direct Mail Monday video. I teased today's episode by mentioning that I would be telling a story uh, about uh, something that our beloved, rambunctious Cocker Spaniel Emanuel used to do uh, back up when we lived in Chicago. He's passed away about four years ago. Uh, And then... uh, I came up with a different topic for today. It's my prerogative. It's my daily Facebook Live video. By the way, from wherever you're watching this, if you want to come on with me and say hello and ask questions, make comments, whatever you want to do, I record these every day, have been for the last over three years, every single day, at one of my Facebook pages, facebook.com slash smallbizhelp, B-I-Z, smallbizhelp. Anyway. Uh, I'll save that story for another time, but today I want to just scratch the surface because it is a complex topic that expert entrepreneurs and marketing-minded business owners that that study this kind of stuff, uh, we can go on forever about the concept of price elasticity. Now, that's something that's taught in uh, business schools. Uh, as part of economics and perhaps uh, has a slightly, slightly different meaning when it's actually applied in the real world, as do most topics that are taught in economics in business schools uh, that are completely different from how they work in the real world, which is why big corporations that hire people from top business schools with business degrees and economics degrees and all that kind of stuff they put out such horrible advertising and marketing that just costs millions and millions of dollars for these big corporations and things brings in basically nothing. Uh, it's because they, they have that book knowledge, that classroom knowledge, but they don't have a clue how it translates in the real world. So I'm going to give you how price elasticity, what it means, how it translates into the real world. And I'm really going to talk about only one part of it today, and that's the concept of inelasticity. Lack of elasticity. So elasticity just means the price moves. It changes. And so basically it means if you have a commodity, something that's easily replaced, uh, then, uh, you know, for instance, there's, well, recently during this panic-demic, there was tremendous panic buying of, of toilet paper, for instance. Well, toilet paper seen as a commodity if I can't get the Charmin sold out, I'll get the whatever other brand and the other one, the this and that. And if it goes up or down a few pennies, like, actually makes a huge difference. Not during the panic-demic, but in normal times. If I see that Cottonelle is a dollar a roll, just to use a round number, and Charmin is a dollar five cents a roll, I'm grabbing the Cottonelle. To me, it's all the same whatever. That's called price elasticity, that a slight change in the price can drastically change the demand. You don't want to be there, of course, in your business. You want to do everything you can, um, which I teach in my videos and and everything I do, my books, my 
engagements, my blog, everything. I teach you how to position your offering, your product or service, so that somebody really wants it. When they want it, they will gladly pay more. And they don't see that there's any competition. I've been helping make business owners and entrepreneurs the obvious choice in their field, in their area, for decades. And so that's what you want to do. And that is what, um, how you get what's called price inelasticity. That even if you change the price, it doesn't change the demand. It doesn't change the quantity of sales. So, for instance, let's take something that has done a great job of creating demand. Let's take Apple. Apple iPhones. Every year or two or whatever, they seem to come out with a new one. So, <laughs> I love the irony that they, you know, here comes the commercials and the websites and everything about how this is the latest, greatest, most unbelievable megapixel camera and the, and the weight and the battery life and the you know, oh, this is just the most amazing thing ever. And then, of course, six or eight months or a year later, that's a piece of crap. You need the new iPhone number whatever. And so there are people that they have created such raving fans of Apple that they got to have the Apple computer and the Apple watch and the Apple phone and the Apple tablet. And if Apple came out with a whatever else, they'd have to have it regardless of the price. So they'll keep buying these phones for 300 bucks, 500 bucks, 700 bucks, 1,000 bucks. Price inelasticity. They won't say, oh, the Android with the same or even better features possibly is $900. The iPhone's 1,000. Therefore, I'm going to get the Android. The raving Apple fans just don't say that. And Apple's done such a great job of not only making people feel that they love Apple products and they want them. But because of all that interconnectivity, the fact that, boy, man, if I got an Android phone, how's it going to work? Not going to work as well with my Apple Watch and my iPad and my Apple Air laptop and all that. So they, they, they've done a great job of building in that price inelasticity, and that's what you want to do. You want to get people to want your product or service so badly that they'll just pay more. They don't even think about the price. And how does this relate to Topical Tuesday? We see it going on right now with the government-mandated quarantine that I love when people, I'm sure they mean well, but they're brainwashed out of their minds and they, they put posts on social media like, well, during the self-quarantine, self wow, you have a very strange definition of self-quarantine. Because depending on where you are, somebody walks down the street can get arrested Somebody out surfing in the ocean gets arrested, which, by the way, what's up with the irony of that? So this guy, upstanding citizen, happens to go surfing out on the ocean. They arrest him. They put him in jail where, of course, there's room in the jail because they've let actual violent criminals out of the jail, like in New York City, where they have 50 of their 1,600 or so violent toughest of the toughest criminals to go to Rikers Island, one of the worst prisons in the whole country, just for the for the worst of the worst of there. And uh, they let 1,600 of them out. Uh, I mean, I was going to say because of the coronavirus, but it's because the mayor's an idiot and is a flamingly liberal, anti-law and order loser. And uh, he uses this excuse. You notice how politicians now using this pandemic 
as an excuse to enact their off-the-deep-end parts of their agenda. So you have the liberals want to let everybody out of prison, and they want to give all kinds of free money to all kinds of illegal immigrants, people illegally in the country, and they want to enact all kinds of Green New Deal initiatives so that we can get some green infrastructure and rebuild the economy that way. And then you have Trump coming out now and going, I'm going to not allow a single immigrant to come into the country. Oh, I thought you were against illegal immigration. Now suddenly Trump, the most draconian anti-immigration order of all time, I'm just not going to allow any immigration. And you see the, the Trump supporters somehow come out and and back that up and somehow justify it and go like, well, you see, I mean, we have, you know, 20 million unemployed in the country, and so why would we bring in more people to take those jobs when there's, you know, we need to get our people back to work? And why would we bring in those people who can get sick and clog up our hospitals? We need those for the Americans already here. It makes sense to, what you can justify anything you want, but you see the politicians there, their lust for grabbing more and more power is never satisfying, right? The, Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we have given the politicians this absolute power by actually sitting there and self-quarantine. I love that self-quarantining. We're quarantined. We're on lockdown. A lot of businesses are on shutdown, lockdown by government order under fear of government reprisal at gunpoint. We're going to lock you up in a prison where we think you could catch a potentially deadly disease, but we let out all the violent, real career criminals because we felt like it. But we're arresting you because you were playing football in the park with Tom Brady. Or was he playing alone in the park? Or you were surfing alone or driving in your car to to listen in the car at a drive through church. You can't do that, but you can go to a drive through movie. Can't go into a restaurant to eat, but you can go into a grocery store and, eat, and handle food and eat food. I mean, the whole thing, you know, has nothing to do with health, nothing to do with the virus, which, of course, the numbers are showing more and more and more people are waking up to the fact that it's really just a nasty flu. It comes around, these viruses come around all the time. This is not some wildly deadly thing, deadlier than ever. And that comes full circle to my point about the inelasticity. The inelasticity of getting back out there and congregating and not doing this social distancing BS and opening businesses back up. Well, people want it so badly that they're willing to risk catching this virus and getting a little sick. And if they have some, you know, underlying concerns, they're very weak immune systems due to all kinds of other issues. Sure, it could be rough and it could even be deadly. Although, of course, all the, the death counts of the coronavirus, COVID, whatever, are way inflated, but that's another story for another day. But you see the, the inelasticity, people almost not thinking about the consequences, the price, in other words, of let's open up all the restaurants and let's get back out there. And so you have the, 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 the liberals, the statists, the people that love the government and love willingly giving up their personal freedoms to the government for some bizarre reason. I mean, they do they know anyone in the... I know people who work in the government. Like, they're not the sharpest tax in the deck. They certainly don't know better than me how I should live my life. My goodness. Uh, but for some reason, otherwise intelligent people, college degrees and all, uh, think that the government knows better 
than they do how they should run their life so they sit there listening to anything this Fauci guy says no matter what his agenda and how far off the deep end he is and how wrong he's been about everything they yeah but Fauci says this Fauci says that but then there's a whole other people that believe that America is in fact the land of the free and I want to open my business up I want to go to a restaurant I want to go protest without a mask standing right next to somebody else I want to do all that. So they're believing that the price, get my, possibly getting arrested, possibly getting a disease, and being sick for a few days, uh, uh, is worth it to go out and exercise their First Amendment rights, just get out of the house for crying out loud, go to the park, go surfing on the water, go to a church for an Easter service, even if you have to sit in the car. They, people, There are people who believe that all those things are worth more than the possible price of being fined, being arrested, being shamed, being thrown in jail, getting sick, possibly dying. That is an excellent example of the concept of price inelasticity. And the lesson there is you want to make your product or service that desirable. The people want it so bad. Not that they're necessarily willing to risk their life to get it, but that they'll pay more money for it with less objections. They'll line up, they'll come running for it, and it doesn't matter if you raise the price a hundred bucks on a, on a $500 item. You raise it 20%, doesn't matter. Demand doesn't go down, you still sell the thing out. Raise it 20% more, doesn't matter. People still buy it. That means you've done a great job of positioning, marketing, whatever you want to call it, to get people to want your product or service, to want to do business with you. Congratulations. That's what's happened here with the draconian government uh, imposed quarantine, lockdown, shutdown, lockup, um, house arrest, whatever you want to call it, that there's a certain percentage of Americans now that are so fed up, and I assume it'll happen all over the world if it isn't already, that are so fed up with the BS and the government mandated taking away of our freedoms that they're willing to risk uh, a lot just to go out and go to a restaurant, just to play catch, just to walk down the street, just to go surfing, just to go to church, just to do all kinds of things that government officials want to take away from us. They don't want us doing that. How dare, what are you, crazy? How, dare, how stupid you are to exercise your First Amendment rights to assembly to protest, to worship, like that's just stupid. Well, guess what? That's the same thing will happen with your product or service. Some people will buy it for X amount and other people will go, that's stupid. Why would you pay that much for that product or service, okay? Don't pay any attention to the naysayers. You want more people who say, cause it's a no brainer, cause I really want it. Cause I want that new iPhone, I'm gonna pay $1,100 when I have a perfectly good iPhone, whatever the last number was, nine, for that I bought for 900 a year ago, yeah, whatever, I'm gonna buy a new iPhone 10 for $1,100 now, yeah. So let people say, that's crazy. Don't worry about that. You'll be fine with the raving fans you have that'll pay that amount of money, just like you see people right now that are doing all kinds of crazy things, risky things, to have freedom in their lives, to go do what they want to do, to live their life the way it's meant to be in America, land of the free, not to mention home of the brave.
Okay, are you brave? Can you even walk down the street? Or are you huddled up in a corner in your house, quarantined, self-quarantined, quarantined by the government, and listen to everything Fauci says and whatever the government tells you to do, and you're petrified to go out of the house because you might catch a cough and a sniffle and have to go back into your house for five days while you get over it. Or, in this case, they're saying 80% of the people who get this virus don't even have any symptoms. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even matter. I mean, what is the risk if you are healthy? And again, if you have underlying concerns, different story. Anyway, so think of that. Next time you see people doing crazy things, risky things, it's because they consider the price, that risk, that possible downside, just not worth as much as what they get, what they want. They want to go out to eat. They don't care if they might get sick, right? That's how you want people to see your product or service. They don't care about that price they have to pay. They just absolutely, positively gotta have it. That's when you know you've done a great job, just like the government has done an incredibly great job of scaring the crap out of the vast majority of people that somehow this is the deadliest thing we've ever seen. It's once in a lifetime. It's different than every other. Yeah, it might be different. Certainly not more deadly. Anyway, great job of marketing by Fauci and the other shysters that keep pounding it into everyone every day that we got to destroy the whole economy, which, of course, the cure, therefore, for not spreading this virus is already and will continue to be for years and years to come much more deadly and much more costly and much more painful than the virus could ever, ever, ever possibly have been. Great job by the government shysters. That'll do it for Topical Tuesday. Thanks, everyone, being here live. Up, oh, I see some names I missed. And uh, I will catch you tomorrow on World Wide Web Wednesday with some advice on how you can leverage the World Wide Web, the Internet, digital internet, online marketing to have more fun, make more money, and have less stress. Catch you then over and out. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs hosted by Steve Cypress. Join us tomorrow for another exciting episode designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Also, go to rhinodaily.com for more great business exploding tips, strategies, and tactics from the world's top experts. Plus, snag your free copy of Money Making